The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. In today's sermon, Elder John Morgan Owens takes us to Psalm 42 and asks the question, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? His topic today is discouragement. There are many reasons we get discouraged in life, many legitimate, some not so legitimate. But the truth is, we should never be cast down in spirit and soul because the Lord has saved us for eternity. Join us today as we begin looking at the topic of discouragement and how we can maintain encouragement in this sin-cursed world. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit.
Go with me to Psalm 42. As I said, I appreciate the prayer, and I, I, I definitely need it. I feel very feeble this morning in my body. I'm very tired from the week, and, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I've preached many times, and I've spoken in front of people uh, many times, but there's something, there's something different about preaching. Uh, there's a weight that you feel to it, you know, and I, 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 every, every Sunday morning, <laughs> I, feel a, I feel a weight on me, and it hurts Amen. my body physically, so um, I ask that you pray for me. Psalm 42, I'm going to read this for us. It's a little shorter, and, and I may read a little more than normal uh, in this morning's sermon, but I, I pray that it's of the Lord. At least that much will be inspired by God, okay, with the scripture. All right, Psalm 42, it says this, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? I know you've all experienced being thirsty for water. Last night, I woke up in the night and I was just so thirsty for water. And I always keep a, a little thing of water on my bedside, and so I, I drank that. So refreshing. And this is talking about somebody who is thirsting for God in that way. And he says, For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy day. Now this is what I want us to pay attention to here. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God my rock, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Now, the phrase that he, that he mentions here, and I want to pose this question to you as well. He says, Why art thou cast down? Oh, my soul. You know, we, we all, we, we live in a broken world, okay? So we all have problems that we're facing, problems that, that people we love are facing, problems that our nation is facing, whatever the case may be. We know that we have many sources of discouragement. But the question still remains, and I want you to, to ask yourself this question. Why am I cast down? Why is my soul discouraged? He says, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. 
We serve, uh, we serve a good God. Amen. And we live in a bad world. Right. And, and the sources of discouragement that we encounter, the darkness that we encounter in this world, and, and we allow it to discourage us. I want you to remember this. When you come upon discouragement and you feel discouraged again, ask yourself this, why is my soul cast down? Now, let's go over to Lamentation, the book of Lamentations. Uh, as the uh, name of the book implies, this is, this is not a happy book, okay? This is a book of lament, a book of lamentations. I want to read this. This is what the author here, we believe to be uh, uh, Jeremiah, writes, and it is very discouraging as you read the beginning of it. Lamentations chapter 3. <clears throat> he says, I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. Now he's speaking of, of God. Because remember, during the days of Jeremiah, God's judgment was being poured out. They were, they were going through some dark times because of their disobedience. Now, we, we here believe that God has saved us by His mercy, by His grace, and we're saved for heaven. But we also here uh, realize that there are consequences for our sins. Okay? Israel was not cast away. That he, Israel was a, really, ultimately, a type of us, of spiritual Israel. God didn't cast His people away, but He still judged them as you, as you would chasing your child to try to make them better. Verse 2, He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Surely against me is he turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin hath he made old. He hath broken my bones. This is really dark and discouraging. He hath builded against me and compassed me with gall and travail. He hath set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He hath hedged me about. Now we talk about being hedged about as a good thing, right? Being hedged about and protected from Satan. Here he's talking about as a, as a negative, okay? He says, He hedged me about that I cannot get out. He hath made my chain heavy. Also when I cry and shout, He shutteth out my prayer. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone. He hath made my paths crooked. Now, you've got to remember this, okay? You've got to remember that this person is, is speaking out of his heart in discouragement. Now, we know that, that the, the words that are recorded in Scripture are, are true, okay? We think about the book of Job, where you've, got, where you've got those people that are saying things that are false, but the Lord is recording it for us uh, accurately, okay? Now, we also remember this. A lot of what this man is saying here is, is his, his voice of discouragement, okay? Now, I don't believe that God is doing all these things directly to him in this way. I believe he's voicing discouragement. Amen. It says, also when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone. He hath made my paths crooked. We know that the Lord doesn't make your paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait, and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. 
He hath bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision to all my people and their song all the day. He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Have you ever been that way where you just give up and you say there's no hope left? Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. You sit there and you think about your misery, you think about your suffering, and then you just you lose your grip on hope, even if it's just for a moment. And he says, My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Now, hear this. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. Even in the midst of this person's utter discouragement and utter darkness that he's experiencing, as he is out there and, and he has been given the burden to preach uh, to these people who will not repent and who will not turn, and he is obviously discouraged about it. But even in the midst of this darkness, when he begins to lose his grip on hope, he recalls to his mind and he has hope. It says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because His compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It's amazing that we have one of the sweetest statements of hope in the midst of one of the darkest chapters in, in Scripture. And, and right, in the, right in the heat of it, when he begins to, to slip and to fall deeper into that darkness, he says, but I remember that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It says, they are new every morning. His compassions, they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Imagine a situation in your life where you realize that you will have no portion in this life. That was Jeremiah. <laughs> He realized in his ministry that he would not see fruits of it, that he would not have a, an inheritance in this life. But he says, my portion, my inheritance is my God. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Now, I, I believe you can see a man there in lamentation who is in the midst of discouragement, but yet the Lord surprises with a little bit of hope in the midst of it. And that's happened to me. I know, it's, I know you've experienced that. But what he, what he does here is he recalls to his mind, and I want to I encourage you this morning, whatever discouragement you're in, I want to recall to your mind that the Lord's mercies are not consumed. It, it is of the Lord's mercies that you are not consumed. Now, I want to give you a few verses about hope in Scripture. We're just going to go through a few of those, and then I want us uh, to give a few examples uh, of this. Uh, Psalm 16. Psalm 16 and verse 9. 
It says, Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Now, hope is a, is a beautiful thing. You know, uh, we think of hope, and we've said this many times here in this pulpit, that, that oftentimes hope in, in this life, in this world, is considered a weak thing. You know, I hope that my football team wins, or, you know, I hope that I win the lottery someday, or I hope this, I hope that. You know, hope has been diminished in value. What hope really is, as we read in Scripture, <clears throat> is that hope is an anchor. <laughs> hope is an anchor for the soul. Hope is something that will save you in the midst of darkness. <clears throat> hope to me, just in, in, in my own definition based on what the Scripture teaches of hope, is that hope is that ray of sunlight in the midst of darkness. Okay, It's when, it's when you feel despair... But then you begin uh, to feel that smile. You begin to feel that warmth come back as you remember some greater truth. That's what hope is to me. I believe that's what Scripture teaches of hope. You can rest when you sit in hope. Okay. Now, many, many people, many of God's people in the world do not experience the resting in hope that we do and I'm so I'm so thankful that we do but I'm heartbroken that many people still labor under the burden of their sins and under their responsibility they think to to deliver themselves from their sins but you get to rest in the hope that Jesus Christ paid for your sins and delivered you from your sins let's go to another another passage Psalm 22 Psalm 22 and verse uh, 9 it says but thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. Now we often use this scripture as a, as a proof text, as a evidence that the, that the new birth, that, that God's uh, salvation can be applied to somebody even uh, in, in, in infancy, right? And that hope being one of the fruit of the Spirit. If you've got hope within your chest, within your heart, it is an evidence of life within. And he says, this is, this is the psalmist is saying that, the, Lord, you came to me when I was little. Even when I was still nursing, and you gave me hope in you. Amen. See, the Lord, the Lord deals in things like that. You know, Satan deals in fear and in anger and in bitterness and in darkness. Your Lord deals in hope. Psalm 31 and verse 24. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Now we live in a, in a world, obviously, we already just mentioned that Satan deals in fear. You know, you can watch the news. Uh, you can, uh, of course now, it's, you can just check your phone. And somebody somewhere is going to be trying to make you afraid. I guarantee it. Okay. I, I can think back to uh, the, the pandemic and those, those, that year or so when we were sort of in the heat of COVID. And there's all this information and, and all of this, uh, honestly, fear-mongering <laughs> going on. And that's not changed now. I mean, uh, you know, everybody's wanting to, to draw attention to all these terrible, violent things that are happening in this world. And, and why? Well, what do people stand to gain? They want you to be afraid. 
Okay? Satan wants you to be afraid. You know what happens when God's people are afraid? We cower down and we become useless. He says this in that verse. He says, be of good courage and the Lord shall strengthen your heart. You, you realize that he doesn't say here that the Lord is going to strengthen you and then you'll be, you'll be uh, courageous. No, he says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen you. There may come times in your life when all you face and all you feel is fear. But you have a choice to make as, as one of God's people, as one of his children. You have a choice to push through, and that's called being courageous, okay? And then he will give you strength. That's how we ought to be because of the hope that we have in him. Let's go to Psalm 33 um, and verse 18. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. All right, so we're, we're beginning to see some variety in hope. We've got hope that saves us from fear. We've got hope in God. We've got hope in his mercy. That's what Jeremiah was saying in Lamentations. His hope was that the Lord was merciful to him. Uh, let's go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, and we'll look at verse 81. Of course, you know what Psalm 119 is. That's the psalm about the Word of God, about the, about the written Word of God. It said, My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Then we also read in verse one, uh, 114, it says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. So we can, we can hope in God. We can hope in His mercy. We can hope in His word. Psalm 130, and we'll look at verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in His word do I hope. Again, a confirmation that you can, you can gather hope from the word of God. I have experienced that many times. And, and sometimes when, uh, when you don't feel like reading the scripture, let me tell you, that's the time when you need it the most. <laughs> and, and where do you go? Where do you go when you're like that? You know, sometimes I have been in between... Uh, you know, you'll read through a certain book of the Bible, and that gives you uh, that gives you a place to go back to. You know, you don't have to you don't have to sit there and decide where am I going to read in Scripture today. You've already got a place that you can go to and read, and that's very good. Sometimes I find myself in between books of the Bible, and you know what I do when I find myself in that situation? I go to the Psalms. I do because the, these are these are inspired words about the goodness and the mercy and the love of our God, okay? And to hear His words to me in the midst of that darkness, it is hope to me. And I begin to see that light breaking over the horizon in my heart. Uh, Psalm uh, 130 also uh, in verse 7 says this, Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. And with Him is plenteous redemption. You see, we can hope in His mercy. We can also hope in His redemption. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that, that we get to look at the cross and hope, knowing that He shed His blood for me, knowing that my sins, 
that I've committed and that the sins of my forefathers that lay on my shoulders, that he has, he has delivered me from those. I can hope in that redemption. Now, let's go to Proverbs. This is, this is an interesting one, okay? Proverbs 14 and verse 32. So we've seen that you can hope in his word, you can hope in him, you can hope in his mercy, you can hope in his redemption. Look at this. This is the power of God right here. In verse 32 it says this, The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. As I said, that is the power of God. Okay. What's, what's the biggest fear of mankind is the fear of death. Ironically, I think I've seen some listings where the fear of public speaking ranks higher than the fear of death. You know. <laughs> but all, all, all people can relate to the fear of death. Okay. Everybody's got a touch of it. Okay. Why, why am I afraid of heights? Well, because I'm afraid if I fall off, I'll die. Okay, right. You know, why are we afraid of sharp things or, or you know, any number of things that you might be afraid of? Because ultimately, you're afraid of dying. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.